I have some friends who have a company called Simply Earth, and it's an essential oil recipe box company. And I was always super confused by essential oils until I partnered up with them. And they have eliminated all the confusion, and they help make the air in my home toxin-free. It'll do the same for you. But most importantly, this is a company that is about a greater cause not just helping make the air in your home toxin-free, they donate 13% of their profits to help end human trafficking. They actually came up with that number 13, inspired by one of my songs, Next Thing You Know. So there's a real personal connection with this company. They're mission-minded, and they're helping to end human trafficking. And when you buy your essential oils from them, you get to take part in that fight against trafficking, which is a big deal. The company's called Simply Earth, and here's what happens. You get a Simply Earth essential oil recipe box that helps you gain confidence and clarity in using essential oils. You're going to receive the recipe box with four pure essential oils, six recipe cards, and extras. You learn how to use your essential oils while making the recipes that are created by certified aromatherapists. I want to become a certified aromatherapist. That's a nice title. You save money and you detoxify your life. Plus, you buy for a company from a company that's changing the world. 13% of their profits go to end human trafficking this is like a meal subscription kit but it's way more fun and it's going to detoxify your home and you're going to help change other people's lives so here's what i want you to do remember this the essential oils alone would cost over a hundred dollars from other companies but with the simply earth essential oil recipe box you get four pure oils six recipes and extra ingredients for only 39 dollars. and when you subscribe you get a free big bonus box with even more natural goodies it's never been easier to use essential oils. You got to sign up. And when you sign up with Simply Earth's essential oil recipe box, you get a free 80 milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe using our URL, simplyearth.com slash west. Again, that's simplyearth.com slash west. Guys, welcome to another episode of the Matthew West podcast. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, my conversation with Bart Millard from Mercy Me was so good that I decided to include a part two. We just couldn't stop talking about music, and I thought you guys might enjoy this conversation. So let's go to the story house with part two of Bart Millard from Mercy Me. We didn't say no to anything because it's like, this is a crazy opportunity. When will it ever happen again? So we're going to go, yeah. Yeah, and so... Like we, in terms of... Just opportunities yeah, and shows. And, yeah. and so we about killed... Like, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, what we went through back then, because it was so it, much. Just exhausting. Yeah, yeah, it was exhausting. And um, and to where, like, you know, struggled with, like, just not enjoying music for a, for a while after mm. that. All that being said, it was so insane that... And that was like, okay, we're never going to experience that again. And our and we literally did learn to say no over the years and kind of got, I don't know if control of we just we got our, our we we got mercy where we enjoyed it and to where our our families were somewhat healthy somewhat. Mm-hmm. It's just like we hit so many shows like never again. Let's mm-hmm. just do less. Let's 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 control this a little more. So all of a sudden the movie opportunity comes up, and that was there was eight years from when I was approached about making the movie and then it actually happening. And, um, 
Was and that because you had you had uh, hesitation or because it just took that long to yeah, develop? I didn't, I, it was not my idea ever. I got approached by a lady and she was basically asking around, like, what's the most popular Christian song and is there a story? Uh, back then it was like we want to, because I think the Passion of the Christ was a big deal. I oh, mean, okay. obviously, but they wanted to sell movies to the red states, to be honest with so you. So somebody came to you with an yeah, idea. it wasn't my idea. Never my idea. I would never think there's a story. For you, a movie. You, you weren't story, you weren't like, no, going, it's a movie. It wasn't that's a on whole your bucket different list. different world, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's like, that's, no, yeah. And so, uh, and apparently somebody told her it's either Shout to the Lord or I can only imagine back then. And um, and I get, I don't know what their story was because I was second. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I told her about my dad and stuff. She's like, I really want to make a movie. And I remember sitting there with Brickle and we kind of grinned at each other, like, all right, knock, we, there's no way it's going to happen. We're like, knock yourself out. You know, maybe a Hallmark movie. I don't know, but you know, right? Yeah, because just, yeah, it, yeah. You don't in CCM. That's yeah, you where don't you sit yeah. in puckets and just say, "I want to do this." And yes. So, so anyway, and so we said, "Okay." And when they make a movie, they they have to pay you these life rights, and what that is is they'll pay you about a, every year or so. They'll pay you a couple thousand dollars, not much, to retain the to, that right means I can't share this part of my life with anyone. With anybody else. else. And so about every year, they give you a couple of grand, and they say, "Give us a year," and then when that year's up. They'll either give up or go, here's another couple of grand. Right. We're still trying. Right. And I thought, well, there's pocket money. Like, yeah. yeah. So I kept going. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but kept going, knock yourself out. It's not the 29 grand that your youth no, pastor man, friend was getting. No, man, I'll get a laptop out of it or something. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so for a couple of years, it kept happening. And she, about a year, you know, every year or so, she'd be like, we're still trying. You know, and I'm like, well, keep going. Yeah, thanks for the check. It's literally as far as it would go. Well, then, and then eventually she was like, hey, I think I'm going to sell the company. And it was like, okay, this is kind of how it went. And she goes, I think I'm going to, ultimately, she basically sold it to the Irwin brothers. And uh, I met Andy and, and he and was they're like, incredible. yeah, and he was like, I think we're going to, they had a movie called Mom's Night Out that I actually saw yes. in town with him and we met. And I was like, man, I wish I would have met you a few years ago because you guys are you incredible. Guys do it. And he's the first one to say, well, we actually just bought your, like, I didn't know. And he goes, we, she offered it to us and we took it and. So then there was about a two-year. From the moment they got it, it was six years with her, two years, and it was actually this thing was up and going. So it was like... What an incredible... All of a sudden when it happened, and when the movie took off and blew up, when you're asking about how did things change, the best thing it changed was that it felt like... it. Some things felt similar to when it blew up in mainstream. And so we had the discipline to... to we learned to say no. And so... And like, to we not only do, be overcome by yes. that to where it yeah. absolutely wrecked your Yeah, so we, we only do about 50 shows a year these days. Wow. That's about it. And so, like... And for, for reference, for those who are listening, like, 50 is well below the average of what the average, you know, artist would typically do in oh, a year, 100%. right? Yeah, there's 52 weekends in a year. If I told you I work one day a week, <laughs> that's a pretty sweet job. Well, I mean, if you broke it, if you spread it out like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. But, no, we just decided, like, We've worked so hard. It's like, like Mercy Me will never break up. We'll just do less shows. Well, at your, <laughs> but at your most uh, hectic, at your, mm -hmm. at your max, yeah. how many more shows were you doing in a year? We were doing uh, the, the 300 is the closest we got. 250 to 300 is what we did at the height of it. Right. So that's a good, that's a good reference yeah. point to be able to, like, to show that restraint because that's also like, because, I mean, we can be as susceptible to, chasing the wrong things even if our music is sure. saying like we're chasing the right things there's still going to be that temptation to go man i could pay this bill I yeah for your family it. it's hard not to cash in and say i'll take a break later right we never do and there's also a <laughs> scarcity mentality yeah. in our field where it's like get while the getting's good because you know especially with social media it's like you feel like they're going to forget you the second you go silent right 
And um, I think it was Coldplay that on a 2020 special years ago was like, they had a sign in their studio that said, keep the mystery alive. And it's like, mm. man, it's, it's sometimes we're just always, we're too present sometimes. And so, no, that's true so too. but we just, we got in a healthy, uh, uh, we say we got in a healthy place of not caring anymore. Like what people thought we yeah. should do. We still love what we do, but it was like, we can't, it's got to, it, you know, it, if you're making music in this room, it's got to work here before it yeah. goes anywhere else. Does and it so, feel like that 50 going down to 50 shows has maybe kept that mystery? Like it keeps you excited to go on oh, the 100%. road, keeps your families healthy, happy. Yeah, we love music again. But then the fans also know like, man, if if they're coming to my city, like this is the one yeah, time if you're not, when years you're, to come. It's amazing how many come when you're not playing Minnesota six times a year. Exactly. <laughs> and once every other year. Exactly. And, uh, and, 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 and it's true. It show, and, and it's, it's scary to try it, but it's totally been that way yeah. ever since. Like, man, when we came out of the pandemic, we were so scared, but our numbers were really good. And it was like, and I think that showed like when everybody had to take off. Yeah. Whether the numbers were big, the excitement yeah. when you got back and when crowds got together, it was like electric. You know, like we've all missed this. Well, and know? I think it comes through in your music too. Like the obviously, clearly, the fire is still there. And what's so cool is like, I you know, I'm sure you you share in the gratitude for like a genre in Christian music. Like I feel like it does honor like longevity because mm -hmm. I feel like when I think about Christian music, it's not always about like the latest greatest. You know, it's like I feel like Christian music. There's a there's an expectation of like you're not just an artist, but you're a communicator as mm -hmm. well, right? Mm -hmm. And so what you say between the songs matters as much as the songs themselves, almost. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. then with that, like sometimes, like you can't do that when you're 16 and out of the gates, right? right? Like in pop music, if, so if you're a good singer, good entertainer, you don't have to say a word, yeah. right? And so I feel like our genre, in that way, in that regard, it's like they're gonna honor longevity so you can actually be blessed with a, a chance to make music and have it on and hence the number one songs on your latest album after 30 years of making music is like that's an incredible gift but i want to ask you about like the songwriting process i've mm -hmm. heard stories i've heard stories about you uh specifically about lyrics mm -hmm. that like a lot of times and i want to know if this is true i'm just always curious about this but like I've heard that like the music can be maybe even complete, uh, like a song can be completed musically, mm -hmm. but like you're going in to cut vocals and you're and you're crafting the lyric, like in the later stages of the writing process. Is that and, and maybe it happens all different sorts yeah. of ways? But I forget. I, I don't know if it was Brown Bannister I was talking to or somebody who said that there were times where like it was time to cut vocals and you're still like yeah, lyrics and melody are last. Okay. Yeah. So that's true. Yes, for the most part. There was a time when it was intentionally very true, like uh, um, mainly because when Imagine blew up, like um, um, I don't know how you solo artists do it. I don't know how you do it. Like it's, it feels like a lonely island at times <laughs> yeah. when, when your buddies or guys are on payroll half the time. And, yeah. and, and so there would be times they would want me because I wrote Imagine's the only song I've written by myself. And um Are you serious? Mm -hmm. I just I'd I'd refuse I'd want to co-write from now on. I don't ever want to write one by myself again. I'd I'd be I'd be thinking the opposite, be like, maybe no, I man. should do that again. No, I I I I That's incredible. I just love the community so much. And I'm in a band and it was the worst feeling of always being isolated. Like they only want to talk to me. They only wanted this. They would pay me half what the band gets if you'll sing it by yourself like oh. to this day we i've never i won't sing a, uh any of our songs about the band like wow. you can't 
And so I did. I hated it so much. I never thought about it. And the that. hardest part was they would say, "We want Bart." Well, Bart's not available. Then never mind. And that just ticked me off, dude. For my best friends, I was like, "Not cool." So I just and so I got really angry about it. And so, uh, and instead of in the label, obviously, it was like, "Man, we need more magic from you," or whatever. And I was like, "No, I." So, so I'd have the band go in, and they would track everything. And then sometime, most of the time there, there were times I wouldn't even be there, and it was like the ultimate Tetris game like to have this canvas to write to oh because i'm inspired by loops and everything like i sometimes there's moments where my you know my heart's broken i can sit at a piano and just write but man there's nothing better than hearing a great track and having to write to it i i agree. I love it so much i agree it's like it's uh, you know especially upbeat song it just brings me joy and it and feels so, real yeah it dude. feels like there's it's something. inspiring yes, and yeah. when you've done it for so long it's like you're looking for any chance to be inspired and so the guys would give whatever producer it was and just, and I mean, a lot of times we write together, but there were moments where. Will the song have a title though? Um, or like, we, we, I, like I, I always have a, a stack of hooks yeah, and lines okay. in my phone. Yeah. And then know? it's like what lines up with the piece of music that yes. feels like, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and so, but a lot of times it's me, I'll just mumble stuff. Yeah. And just, and the melody is the most important thing. Well, I don't say the most important, it's at the time it is because lyrics, I, I, I don't enjoy writing lyrics. I love the result, but I usually have to go to a painful place for them to mean something. And that's and so hard to do. Not, it's like exercise. not yeah, fun. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it, you like the results, but it's not a blast. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. Like Toby thinks I'm a fast lyric writer. I think I'm so slow. And what Brown's talking about is I change lyrics. If it doesn't sound right, I'll change it. If I sing it, it doesn't sound right. I don't try to sing it again. I try to, I question, I'm like, I, that, that phrase is weird. I would never say that. Or like, and then Brownie has, a yeah, Brown has to talk me into, let's do it again. Cause I'll panic. I'm like, no, no, I would the never say that. It's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, and, um, but, um, but it's always the lyrics and the melody are you typically last. That's uh, fascinating. If I'm in the studio with them and we're tracking together, then there's at least a, a melodic hook yeah. that we're running with or, and then there's also my, they'll send me tracks. And this is like a, this is not something I'm bragging about. I don't at all. If I don't, if I'm not inspired immediately, I'm done with it. Right. Like I can't. Like this. People going. Oh, it took me a year and a half to write this. I don't know what that means. You can't. Like if it's I don't not hear something it, that grows on. Even you. if it's a bad snare sound on a demo, I'll it be like, the snare is awful. I'm done. I can't do it. Really? I can't. Yeah. I, and it's and and I'm. I think it was. I heard Tom Hanks once said that. I think it was him. Somebody was saying that they were like, "How do you get so many great roles?" And he goes, "God's given me instinct. That's all we have." And if my instinct says it's good, I go with it. And if I don't feel it, so I walk learned, away immediately. Yeah. So you've learned to like lean into your instinct. If it hits me immediately, then there's something there. Now, yeah. it may take me a long time to finish, but I'll also stay loyal to it if it hit me the first time. But there's some, it's like, man, you feel it? I'm like, not. And, and then it's just like, it's just ugly to me. From then on, I can't get over it. I don't know if that sounds weird or not. Hey, did you guys know that most children's vitamins have some unhealthy stuff in them? It's like, a, you know, the old song, just a spoonful of sugar. A lot of unhealthy chemicals and other gummy junk in these vitamins that growing kids really shouldn't eat. And that's why Haya was created, H-I-Y-A. It's a pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. Most ch children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar, and they contribute to a variety of health issues. Well, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, and yet it tastes great even for the picky eaters in your life. It was formulated with the help of nutritional experts. 
Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, and zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration. Who doesn't need help in that, right? It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. It's designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. Your kids are going to love it. Trust me on this. Haya is a healthy way to make sure you're getting the vitamins and all the nutrition that you need. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order to claim this deal. You must go to Haya.com slash West. It's not available on their regular website. So go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash West and get your kids the full body nourishment that they need to turn into healthy adults. Check it out. Have you ever had to be like talked into a song to go on the record? Like like, Um, even one that you've written, like, like, do you ever write one? And then, and I'm first person experience. I've noticed something about myself is that like, I'll be passionate about a song until everybody at the label picks it as the, like, this is the radio single. And then I start trying to poke holes in the very song that I sent them. It's such a weird, like I was working with a producer recently. He's like, you need to realize this about yourself. Like the minute everybody said, we love this song, you start thinking of things you hate about it. I don't know. Uh, I can that see that. I think mine's more of timing because the labels, like when we start a album, they're looking for the first hit. And there are times, and trust me, if I finish a song, part of me believes it's the first hit, no matter what. <laughs> and so, and because you're just pumped about, oh, I'm like, finally, this something is new. awesome. Yeah. Now sometimes I'll send it to them, and they've gotten better. And they're like, great. But then, like, I'll send them a first song, and they're like, this is it. It's a smash. Then I'm like, give me a month, and it's kind of old to me now. Yeah. We can do better. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> did we peak on the first one? So I will poke holes in that, but it's more of like, it's like manna. It's like the longer I sit on, I'm like, it's pretty good. Yeah. But this latest one is unbelievable. <laughs> That's how country, guys, man. You, yes. I swear a country hits on what time, season of the album did you write the song. You can get a hit song to a guy early. And a year later, he's like, oh, I've been done with that song forever. Uh, it's about it's whatever the latest one that excites him is. Man, that's fascinating. I, I totally agree with you about the like the hearing a track being developed. Mm. And, you know, I've got a guy who like I'll tell him it, I, he's just so gifted at just like coming up with a piece of music. But and, and it's so foreign to me that he's not even thinking about what it would be called or what the lyrics would be. It's got to be part of well, it's actually AJ Proos. Oh, I don't know. Him. I mean, I know who he is, but I haven't met him. AJ will, like, I'll be like, hey, track starts. I'll just text him that. And I was like, you got a week. And I'll just, like, light a fire and have him send. And some, like, some of my, like, songs that have been on the radio that have been the most successful, like, he would send me this, like, piece of music. Yeah, and, I'm, and I was so moved by yeah. it. But you know who else? Michael W. Smith. I wonder if you've ever talked to him about this because the one time I wrote with Michael W. Smith, he called me. I came to his studio and he played me a piece of music yeah. that had already been tracked. Because he doesn't do lyrics at all. No, right? it was tracked from start to finish. And and there was a scratch vocal of him mumbling. Oh, wow. And I was like, wait, what's it called? <laughs> and he's like, well, that's why you're here. And I'm like, whoa. Like it was... It was such a crazy experience to just write what we would call the top line. But this this beautiful piece of music was... And to be an actual artist like he is, but to stay away from... Like, I know he's a melody melody king, but when I heard that he just doesn't touch lyrics, 
that's that was mind blowing. It was me. fascinating to me, and yeah. I but I love that part of the creative process, like to see how unique every yeah. single person is in their approach to their art. Yeah, is just fascinating to me. And what's crazy to me, what I love is like if you're going, hey, lyrics typically come last, but then I listen to the lyrics of your songs, and I'm like, well, doesn't mean that because it comes last that it's not like profound and poured over and like because you're putting out like the messages in the songs are like it's like they were always meant to be there and they match up with the song so that's just yeah, i love I'm, to see how that comes together i, I love the re i think that's why lyrics are hard for me because like like i'm obsessed with melodies because that's the only time you know when you're in a if you're in a band or you're you're just you, you've hit this groove and you're coming up with something i can never write a lyric fast enough to be enjoy the moment but i can come up with melodies and, and that's, that's me enjoying the moment, enjoying. like yes. And if you know if it's if it's hitting or if it's not, and that's where all my joy is. And then it's like, all right, I'm a cave writer. I got to go off into the cave, and I'll come out and when it's finished. I get it. And it's and it's it. I I mean, it's the most rewarding thing I do. But I will drag my feet, and that's a lot of times why it's last is because I refuse until it has to be done. Yeah, it's the last I think thing. There, there's a real there's something really important about the the most like pinpointing the most enjoyable part of the process i think that's why I, I love writing songs so much is that i've always said it's like that's the room mm -hmm. that's the day before all the dream crushers can come in it's before any subjectivity is allowed in the room like yeah. it, it's when you're when you're dreaming it up when you and the band are creating the, the music when you're even when you're writing the lyrics and doing the hard process it's like that's the part where nobody's cast their opinion on what you've created yet yeah, yeah. it could be anything like i love that excitement that yeah. part of going this song could be in a commercial oh this oh, song yeah. could be this yeah, you know what totally. i mean like yes. i love that and then the you know then when you turn it in and people start telling you we think it is or not a single we think this is good for whatever you know what yeah. i mean like i so i love like no dream crushers allowed in the songwriting and, room. yeah and we we we're very fortunate that imagine was kind of our it was our first hit basically and the label has, the, I mean, we're still with the same label, same management, same booking, but the reason we're with them is because because that was out of the gate, they have never once ever said, try again. They're just like, the album's due here, and they just let us hand them the record from so the very beginning. They trust your instincts, yes. which helps you continue to trust your own. That's, 100%. I mean, which is the reason they signed you, obviously. Yeah, that's and then, important. That's crazy when labels sign you because we like what you're doing, now let's change what you're oh, doing. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, I uh, think that's super important. Yeah, Rhett Walker has a great story about that. But uh, About I, somebody yeah, changing what you off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. He's yes. hilarious, by yeah, the way. But, oh, and you were asking about have I ever, uh, like, lobbied for a song? Yeah. Or had the guys... Um, I just wonder what that's... Because you're saying, I don't know how you solo artists do it. I'm going... I, I will say, like, I mean... I, I get to make yeah. any executive decision. If it's that not I want, unanimous with the band, then it doesn't, doesn't go on the album. It. If one guy's not sure, it gets cut. And so, uh, and and uh, now, granted, like if I'm really excited, typically they're like, if he's in, whatever. Now there are song, like I have a song right now that I've been trying since the pandemic. Um, the the lyric, uh, the there, there's it's what we were doing a worship writing thing for our church. And I agreed. I was like, yeah, I'll come. I don't have anything going on. And uh, and I don't want to say I made the mistake, but I I pulled a lyric that I had. And as soon as it got out there, I was like, oh, I, I, I shouldn't have done that. Like, it's it was very, very, that lyric was very special to me. And it's nothing much. It was just, it was just a line or a couple of lines. And you wish you wouldn't have used it? 
Yeah, well, I, I didn't know because I was like, I just, I said, what about this? And I threw it out there. And the song actually, the, 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 the core of the song is great. And so I don't care if there's 50 writers on it. I was like, hey, oh, I, this right. is going to be on the next record, right. and which they're excited about. Yeah. But, uh, but then coming in, we just, we never, we've yet to get it right. And I don't even know how to explain that. I've never had this problem. The lyrics are so important to me. The, you know, there's something about when the melody and the music, everything lines up uh -huh. perfectly. And it's not like musically, it's not hitting. There's something missing. I know that feeling. And my and the lyric is literally finished, and I can't musically. I hate that. Feeling. And uh, like so much so, which I've never done in my life. Uh, I remember we were tracking it, and it was a uh, Jordan Malowski, Brown Bannister, and Ted T were working on the album. And uh, and I and, all amazingly. Talented. And so I'm like, this is what I think I want. And it went from man, the the way you have it, it's kind of slow. Maybe if we do this, and it was just a rough demo, which and everything was not right and they were like what if we kind of picked it up and made it kind of a more like a groove to it and the second we did that the band was because it was like a ballad the band was more engaged and they loved it i remember i walked out and i started crying which i don't do and brown walks out and goes hey what if you uh oh like you saw me crying i was like dude i don't know what's happening but this i, I would rather this song go away like it's so important to me and brown was like then we're not, we're not touching it like this is not right and i still don't know what it is about that song but it's still top of the list like i'm going to finish this there you go and so it's a uh, and and you know and it may be nothing it may be a b-side that never heard but it's been there's a weird relationship that I've, I've wrestled this thing for so long. But another great example of you trusting your instincts, even if that means I hope so pulling back. No, <laughs> yeah. I think that's. I mean, yeah. it, it's worked this far. You got to. I'm so desperate now. I've gone to guys and go, "Hey, man, I'm pretty sure there's 18 writers at this point. But if you want to take a stab <laughs> at it, because because I just don't know. Like, I'll hear songs on the radio and I'll send it to Brown even this day, and it's been two, uh, th uh, see, four, three and a half, four years since yeah. it started. Where I'll go, maybe it could be like this. On this I'll just one send a song. reference of this one song. And uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, that'll be interesting. I look forward to hearing when that song lands and then, you know, getting, <laughs> hearing that's more it? of the story. That was it? <laughs> no, but I know that feeling. And it's like, but that's part of the prop. That's the sweat equity that we put into the songs. Yeah. That Some songs just don't like, it's that that marriage of it all coming together where it feels awesome. And, and when it doesn't feel right, it's yeah. like... Yeah, I've put songs on records before where I still look back and I go, I don't think that was, that didn't, you know what I mean? But it was yeah. right enough or whatever it is. So I and, think that's good. To, to and I'm not super like I don't like I don't play instruments. Like I I play like four fingers on piano, and um, it's funny because the guys for years tried like you should play guitar, and I tried or whatever. But I just I love community so much. I have no desire. I don't even want to be tempted with the thought that I could lead myself. Yeah, and play guitar. Because I'm not that I would just like, okay, you're out, finally, you know, but it's like, you know, there are days where you're like, man, I got to divide this stuff up. I don't want it to ever be like that. Yeah. And I just, and so I've, I've never had a desire to do that. And so because of that, it's sometimes hard for me to explain like what's in my head <laughs> musically. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because even with the song that I'm wrestling with, like, uh, like I was, I was trying to explain to the guys like, man, the first time I heard YouTube sing 40. Okay. And there was something about like this, wherever that verse was landing and when it resolves into how long to sing this song, mm. I was like, it, it shook the earth for me. I don't even know what it was about. I don't know if it's a, I don't, I don't know. It's something about, I don't know what it is, but you know, it's, this, there's these songs that do this to me. Yeah. And that, that song that I have, it's literally a verse that I played with just two chords. And it just, when it goes to this resolve, it just, it, I just fell apart and it's in, 
Uh, the line says, this fear is very real. It's something I can taste and feel, mm. but so are you. And on that resolve, but so are you. During the COVID, it just wrecked me. Is that what it's called, So Are You? No, I don't know what the song's called. That's oh, just the opening line. That's And awesome. it was like I was sitting here, and when I got to So Are You and it resolved, I just remember crying, and it's, that's what I can't let go that's of. That's awesome. That's what I can't let go of. There's, and, there's, and it's all done, but it's that. If I can't feel that, and it's, yeah, and, it's, and, and that's the thing. You can find somebody like you or somebody, and it could be a two-second fix, but I'm, you know, uh, you get so close, you can't solve it. I totally, And I somebody's don't. like, what about this? You're like, oh, <laughs> what about that? That's what I'm missing. So he's going to leave this podcast, and he's going to assemble the 18 yes, writers. Yes. Look for Matthew West as the 19th writer <laughs> after this. <laughs> dude oh this is incredible well i could geek out and ask you songwriting questions for forever but this has been such a treat getting to talk to you i'm i'm last question for you is just like are you uh you're on the third single of your latest record mm -hmm. always only jesus yeah. and that is the third the title cut is the third correct single mm -hmm. um i what drives me nuts when i make a record is when the title cut never gets to be a single does that drive you nuts too? Or no, I was the opposite for a long you're time. The like the you label, like the album title. The label's like, why isn't the album I can only imagine? You like, want to keep the mystery alive or what? It's just, I, I just grew up where albums, they're albums from beginning in are a journey. And See, I never think my of a marketing These days, thought. yes, I get it. And yeah. I've changed. But when we first started, it was like, you know, it, it was a journey. And, yeah. you know, Sting would take that one line of a song and be the album title or whatever. And it's like, I always loved that. You were asked about writing like, coming up with lyrics and all that kind of stuff. Like we have an album called The Generous Mr. Lovewell. Which is a great title. Which was like, and I, I don't even know where it came from, but I love the title so much that I had to write a song to like it wasn't a song first. I had the title and I had the whole concept. And I was like, that's funny. we have to write a song called Generous Mr. Lovewell. And uh and uh but that's like I I I picture the whole concept. Like I love it looks good on a t-shirt as a chance. Yeah, and, it felt so beatily to me in the best way. Yeah. And well and that but that whole thing was like uh um, um, I think so long self there hold fast yeah. there a few songs there that sh should have labeled and said, these are the titles of the album. But I was like, no, no, no. Like the whole, it's gotta be Jennifer's level. That sounds like a movie, like talented yeah. Mr. Ripley yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it, it yeah, it, I just, I don't think like, so uh, yes, I'm there now, but to just name the album, the single, it makes all kinds of sense from a business standpoint, <laughs> yes, but from a creative standpoint, part, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I, there's, there's, it, yeah. it's like, I want to pay attention to every song, not See, just no, the one. That's good. I guess I always think about like, but it's I, not the way things are anymore. Well, when I have like a title for a record, mm. I usually feel like that's like the, I, it's like, that's the umbrella that like, that's the bigger statement I'm trying to make. And then everything else is falling in under this. I overthink. It, no, no, it's not like, that, no, that's probably the smarter <laughs> way to go. I uh, the, like the part, there's a part of me that's like, okay, if you, the label does their job, then this song will get attention. But I but think how that's to, the cooler way to but go. But then like, what about keep singing or this song they'll never get heard. And the title's not even that. It's just a broader. I get it. Like I, it, it, it all supposed to piece together in my head. To me, that's the way a band like, my favorite bands would think more like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think U 2s going. We got to make sure our album title is the single. Yeah. Like, it's more just like. Well, and did you? I mean, you've been a songwriter for a long time. Yeah. Like, were you a songwriter first? First, you were. Well, not by choice. I just all the labels like turned me down for four years, and I. So my first deal was a songwriting deal, and I was like a staff writer. I got you. Trying to write. Songs I've learned for, like the guys I know that have come in from that directions i was a band first that totally. thought they would never sign but the guys they're they're single mentality they're like 
you know, you're as good as your next song. And so there's right. definitely, a and I'm learning in the best way possible. I'm learning that, yes, you're right. You know, when the label's like, man, you could have sold a way more records if it was called I Can Only Imagine. It's like, you're fine. <laughs> or like yeah. back in the day, I learned, um, I remember visiting Walmart when, um, when albums were being sold in stores, right? Yeah. You'd make the trip and meet the distributors and stuff like that. And I remember I was so insecure. Um, my first album, I'm still very insecure, but, <laughs> but, but I remember like I didn't want my face on the cover of my album because I just didn't. I was like, why would I put my, I don't like my face. Is I don't want more. My uh, yeah, it was my the, very the first song. Clown yeah. shoes. Clown shoes. I totally remember. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I, the, my label's like, that's a horrible mistake. I loved it. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. But they, they gave me the stats. I'm sitting at Walmart. My album's already done. And the head of sales there goes, well, typically when an artist's face is on the cover, we'll order no less than 25% more of their product. Really? Yeah, he gives me these stats. He's like, he goes, look know. at this Toby Keith album. Toby Keith had his face on the cover, and then he came out with one. It was like a silhouette of a cheerleader. And he's like, we're not ordering as many of that album because it doesn't have his face on the branding. And I'm sitting there sinking in my chair going, He's about to get an album cover with clown's feet on it. <laughs> We've only had one album with our face on it, and that was See? Welcome to the New, because we're the same way. We're like, first off, look at us. <laughs> and then it's like, but we love the concept. Like, we're all, we've concept. always been at the concept. Yeah. See, that's what I thought was cool, too, but I guess, and so you guys have defied that, uh, but who knows? Maybe, what if you've, what if you've like missed out on millions oh, of album sales all because you didn't put your mug uh, on the cover? Yeah, I, I do. I do believe that. <laughs> now we didn't know that when when Imagine went on almost there, it wasn't going to be a single because Amy had it, so we couldn't have called it that. But other than that's the only one I thought. Yeah, that probably would have been be better. It. Oh, yeah, well, hey man. It's okay. So uh, new record though. Are you are you always working on a new record or is no? There, no, okay. we are. We do seasons like a. We have to tell ourselves it's time and then. We're bad, like, other than during the pandemic when we had a ton of time. Uh, if there's 10 songs needed, we'll write 12. Sure. And that's it. We don't go, we don't have, like, Donahue 600 songs or yeah. whatever. And <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Well, but you don't, I mean, I think there's an efficiency that comes at yeah. this point in your career. Where I mean, you know no, granted, you like, want. there's probably 600 attempts. But like I said, if, it, if, I, know if, if I don't feel it in the beginning, it I goes know. away. Exactly. And so there's, I, so, but once we hit that limit, it's like children. It's like, I can't you know kick one off because otherwise then you're just going to be bummed that there's a song that didn't i i'm, yeah. I'm getting more like that but in, yeah during uh during covid we did inhale exhale we wrote about 40 or 50 songs and there's like always only jesus 75 percent of it's from that then we wrote a couple of new ones and so we're kind of feeding off of that we, every part of the buffalo what do you want to call it like yeah, we're still yeah and there's still songs floating around but it's like i don't know we'll see but we're, you need to hurry up and finish this uh the, the rest of your touring oh, yeah. for the year and uh, and go make your next epic record. Yeah, we'll be done November 19th, and then we're off till March 7th. I can't wait to so. hear the new music that the Lord continues to Yeah, you got to come out to our right. cabin, man. Yeah, I've heard you got a pretty cool setup, We have an man. incredible setup. That's where you're doing all the writing and yeah. the whole thing. That's where they wrote Change the World. The Clapton song was at our cabin. Yeah. Oh, Tommy Sims Tommy had it in the 90s. Sims. Yeah, he rented out in the early nineties. I wonder if I'd ever been there before. Uh, Gordon Kennedy wrote yep. that too, yep. right? Yeah, they. Uh, it was yeah. It's an old log cabin on a hill down off Paytonsville. It was country back then. Those same guys that wrote the whole Chris Gaines record. Yep. 
Did yeah. you ever listen to that? Oh, yeah. The Garth yeah. Brooks record. When I did a, I did these couple of hymns records years and years oh, ago. Oh, I remember. And it was just so I could my wish list of session players <gasps> I could work with them. And and who who were your guys? Gordon, uh, Gordon McPherson, oh, Dan Jeremy. Needham, oh, uh, George Caccini, uh, um, uh, Chris. Uh, Donahue on yes, bass. Yes, on bass. Yeah, yeah. incredible uh, players. Yeah, there was. I mean, it was everybody I could get my hands on. And it, just, <laughs> it was so awesome. And and then I did nothing before we went in. It was pretty awesome. And so had all these hymns, but no arrangements. It. Oh. And so then we were allowed to do new copyrights on them and include all of them as part of it, which they said Gordon said it's never happened in his career. Never got, never got to do because I so I just wanted to be in there and spend as much time as I could and watch them create. And like, so they helped create the range and they're yeah. world class musicians. I would say it's hymn number twenty eight in the hymnal, you know, whatever. That's and they were like, what if we did this? And it was the most fun I've ever had in my life. I want to rip that idea. You off. should, you should, and get the most talented guys and they the joy that they have in creating instead of reading a sheet music and just going, and um and we just. We just committed like a month. What a fantastic! And Brown Bannister mm -hmm. did that, right? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I think I was working with Brown at the time that you guys were doing that. I he's think it was one like of one the, of your first ones. He's you one with. of the greatest, yeah, like, if not the greatest. And that's so you you guys continue to work together all these yeah, years yeah, later. Yeah, right? if we can get him and, out of the classroom, but he barely does. He and barely does any records. He helps with Ellie a little bit, but we'll we'll get him to Who's, this last one. He just he would like he refused. Like he'll just sit in the room and he just wants the hang. And we'll call him producer, and he's like, "Don't call." I just, I just sit in the corner. We're like, "We don't care. You were there." And yeah, he's he's I mean, that guy. He's my though, absolute hero. You want him around? Oh, always, always. Oh, he's gonna have to literally tell us no to uh, stop asking. Ah, man, yeah. Hey, this has been a treat, man. Oh man, I, uh, I'm a huge fan, and uh, oh, thanks likewise. for joining me here. I can't wait to hear new music. And uh, yeah, when are we gonna tour let's, together? Let's, let's do something together. So I'd great. be honored to All go right. on tour with Mercy That'd be a blast, someday dude. in one of your 50 dates. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we almost did a show together, but that's I a know. conversation yes, for another time. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the great Bart Millard from Mercy Me. Round of applause. This both of my listeners are yes. gonna love this episode. That's Mom good. and Dad. Are yeah freaking out I'm right now excited for your dad to hear it thanks for joining me man <laughs> thanks buddy that's the musical start for a song called because of bethlehem so now it's time for songs from the story house i wanted to sing a little bit of of a song that i love so much it's a new christmas song that i just released and um i worked real hard on it and uh but these lyrics mean a lot and uh i was kind of getting emotional as I was writing these lyrics, remembering what Christmas is all about. So I want to sing the first two verses in the chorus for you. It goes like this. Just a tiny nowhere town with a tiny no room in. This is where the greatest story ever told begins. With just a tiny beating heart had all creation leaning in. That night the world forever changed because of Bethlehem. A star led to a stable, a baby's cry made angels sing. And the search to find a savior led to heaven's humble king. It's where the wise men found the answer and the shepherds found the land And I found my Emmanuel Because of Bethlehem Love is more Hope is here 
ride with us all because of Bethlehem. Hope you'll go check out the whole version of Because of Bethlehem. Get in the Christmas spirit. Be powerfully reminded that from a cross all the way back to a cradle, that's where it began. We're so thankful. I hope you are too. I hope you've discovered all of the hope and the joy and the love and the peace that, that came when God sent his only son, Jesus, for you and for me. All because of Bethlehem. He's my dad. He gives good advice. So we're closing out today's show with his segment called Dad Advice. Here's his theme song. Sing along. He's my dad and he gives good advice. And that's why this segment is called Dad Advice. All right, Dad, what do you got for us today? All right, well, I, I have uh, something good. And Matthew, I, I, w- I wanted to mention to you that when we do go out at concert in that, uh, since you started the video part of Dad Vice, or of, uh, of your podcast, that I am becoming famous. I have at least one person every night tell me how they like the Dad Vice. Wow. Yeah. That's, Congratulations. That's pr- pretty awesome. That's awesome. So, hey, uh, two quick jokes again um, about a turkey. How does a turkey travel? By uh, gravy train. That's like good. that. Uh, yeah, I like that one. And actually. what sound does a turkey's phone make? Wing, wing, wing. Oh, Come on, I get people, it. you know you needed that for Thanksgiving. You got my team laughing in the background. We're going to see people around their table, and they'll be telling that <laughs> joke. A dad is going to say, wing, wing, wing. All right. How good of God to save us. We're going to talk about that just for a couple minutes. Again, some awesome lyrics. My sins have been forgiven, and my wrongs have been erased, and I've learned what's so amazing about amazing grace. Yeah, this life I love is proof that every prayer I prayed was heard. Lord, ain't it just like you to give me more than I deserve? How can we be saved? The question was asked in Acts 16, 30 and 31. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? If you're familiar with this portion of scripture, this was Paul and Silas in prison, and they were praising the Lord, and the jailer saw Jesus in them, and his reaction was, what must I do to be saved? And, And hopefully today, people that are hurting and broken, they'll see us praising the Lord no matter what we're going through, and it'll draw them uh, to Jesus. Um, God is so good to save us. Three things. One, what is salvation? The dictionary says it's being saved from harm. The Bible teaches that it is the deliverance from sin and the effects of sin. One author said it said it this way, salvation is being saved or rescued from the penalty of separation from God. Secondly, how can we be saved? And we were taught in evangelism class in college and in Sunday school, uh, the ABC of evangelism, A, admit that you are a sinner, B, believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for your sins and rose again. C, confess, confess that he is Lord and ask him to be the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Here's a good quote. Salvation is being saved or rescued from the penalty of separation from God. To be saved from your sin, take these three steps. Ask forgiveness for your sin. Be willing to turn from your sins and believe that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, died for sins 
and rose again. And thirdly, how good of God to save us. Mm. How good of God to send his one and only son to pray, pay the price for salvation. We have a good God. He not only saves us, but gives us eternal life. How good of God. And Matthew, um, the most important Bible verses we gave you was John 3.16 and Philippians 4.13 among many. But John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Let's praise him for salvation. How good, how good, how good of God. My heart can help but see how good, how good of God to be so good to me. My dad advice today is thank God for his goodness to us. Thank God for saving us and for eternal life. Let's never hesitate to share the goodness of God's salvation with others who are praying uh, who are you praying for today? God is not willing that any should perish. That's good stuff. Thank you, Dad. Dad advice in full effect. Hey, that's the show for today. I want to thank my guest, Bart, for joining me yet again. Man, he is amazing. And uh, I feel like I learned so much and just got inspired to go write some songs. Maybe he and I will write some songs one of these days. That would be pretty cool. But uh, be sure to support Mercy Me as they go on the road. They're incredible. And I hope you guys have enjoyed today's conversation. Thanks for letting me step into your story. Speaking of stories, you have a story to tell with your life. Our ministry is called Pop We, and we'd love to hear your story. Go to popwe.org today. You can send a video or submit a story. Maybe you have a prayer request. You're just facing something difficult in your story right now. We would love to share your prayer request with our prayer network and be lifting you guys up. However we can serve you, go to popwe.org today. And with that, go make the most of the one life you get. It's your story for his glory. I'll see you next week.